I've taken over a new team who are not in a very good place and very cynical of leadership from a previous bad manager. What can I do to build trust quickly? Oh, my concern with that question is the last part of that question, which is what can I do to tr- build trust quickly? And I'm, I'm really sorry for whoever wrote this question in terms of your experience of taking on a team that feels like you're in a really cynical place, because I know how hard that is when you're working really, really hard to change the way things are now, but there's this memory of how things have existed in the past. That's a really tough place to be stuck into. But what I would say is, is it's actually not something you can build quickly. It's something that you have to build consistently. And Shell, I know this is something you would see a lot. I think you just can't turn around an organization or a team overnight when it was one way yesterday and a different way today. You have to go back to the beginning and almost disassemble the existing wall that was there, take it out brick by brick, have conversations about it, have those really tough conversations, and then start putting it back in brick by brick, which means it's going to be a dismantling process and also a rebuilding process. That's been most of my experience with this. What about you? I'm really glad you said that because I didn't really that didn't really draw my attention of build trust quickly. I'm glad you've called that out because I think we want to build trust quickly. Like there's that desire of going, okay, I just want us to get over this hurdle and like be this, you know, super tight knit close team. But I'm glad you've said trust is, you know, trust is a bit of a long game and it's far easier to lose trust than to build trust. Yeah. I mean, you could spend your entire career trying to build it and then lose it in a moment, right? Yeah, which is an encouraging thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to sit there in that moment. Uh, the, the good thing is, is so one of the, there was some research that was done around trust and they were looking at like what are the things that build trust? Because there's this tension. Often at times there is an expectation as a team member, this is what their research found, that trust is something that is given. So in terms of like when you get the role, you it comes with a level of trust. Whereas leaders, when they surveyed those, they said trust is something that needs to be earned. And so you're assuming the default position of you're untrusted until you've earned that trust. And it actually needs to be the other, the other way around. Like leaders need to assume that people have, like they need to be presumed trust unless your team members have given you reason not to. And so as a leader, they were looking at like, how do they then continue to build trust? And they were thinking, well, the natural go-to is like get really personal with people, share personal stories, talk about life outside of work. And it was the, it was the exact opposite. It was the least, the least effective way of building trust. The most effective ways were actually the, the really straightforward ways. Follow through on your commitments, do what you say. Uh, they were simple things like, yeah, if, if, you, if you had made a commitment to somebody, follow through on that commitment, walk the talk, basically all the things that we know are fundamentals to leadership, do those things consistently and you will build up trust with people. One of the things that I talk about in my leadership programs with teams is what breaks trust is the gap between what you promise and practice. So when there's a gap between what I promise to you, Shane, is that when there's an issue, I'm going to talk to you about it. But what I practice is I go and tell everyone else about the issue, but don't tell you. So that breaks trust instantly. Trust is gone because I told you something and then I practice something totally different. And I think we need to close the gap between what we promise and practice. So if one of our team promises, and you could almost do this as an exercise with your team, you could sit down and go, hey, what are we committing to one another? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the commitments or promises we want to make? That might sound too much like, you know, a marriage ceremony, but like, what is the commitment? I'm saying, as a team, we all agree that we are going to not gossip about each other, but we're going to communicate concerns to the person directly. Mm. And so then we need to identify if we've made these commitments, are there any gaps in what we're actually practicing? Like, are we actually practicing that stuff? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, so, so true. To give you the, the rest of those, that list of the, these were the top ways people built trust according to the research. Number one, be dependable. Again, all that kind of thing. Like if I can rely on you, I can trust you. Number two, be honest. Number three, actively listen. Number four, give helpful feedback. Um, number five, model behaviors and lead by example. And number six, care about employees' well-being. So if you're thinking about how do I rebuild trust with our team, these are all the ways that you do it. It's, you know, when you have to give hard feedback to somebody and you do it in a really compassionate, empathetic way and you believe the best in that person, you're building trust with that person. When you go and undermine them behind their back, it's eroding trust. And so, yeah, little simple things that you can do. And it's not just eroding trust with the person that it's about. Mm. Yes. It's eroding trust with the whole team because what happens is I don't talk to Shane about the issue I have with Shane. I go and talk to Joe. Joe then talks to Sandra who talks to Jared who talks to every other person and then it's trust with the whole team is dismantled. Yeah, so I think if, if we go back to the conversation about culture, how is culture shaped? So like we, in terms of the culture is shaped by what we celebrate and what we reward and recognise, and it's shaped by what we confront and what we challenge. Um, one of my favourite quotes is this quote, the culture of any organisation is determined by the worst behaviour that the leader is willing to tolerate. So if you've come into a team that where there's a lack of trust or there's a lot of cynical behaviours, as a leader, you've got to do two things really quickly. Number one, you've got to address any of those existing behaviors and show people that they're not okay. So rather than kind of just waiting and kind of seeing things out, you've got to jump on those behaviors really quickly and address those. And the other thing is you've got to celebrate the good behaviors that you want to see and reward and recognize them in a really public way so that everyone can see what is okay and what's not okay under this new kind of style of leadership. And in doing so, you tell people, I mean, you've probably been in a conversation where what you were just saying before, you go, oh, if this is what they're saying about that person who's not here, what are they saying about me when I'm not here? But if you as a leader step in and go, hey, actually, we don't do that on this team. We're not going to talk about this person when they're not around. That can immediately show people that behavior is not okay. And I'm, I'm much more inclined to trust that leader if they're calling that out as opposed to just letting it go along. Yeah, it's amazing what that does. Just that one simple statement of, hey, we don't do that. Yeah. And it's like a collective. It's a we. We all we all agreed. And if you've set those commitments as a team, it's like, hey, we all agreed to, to do this. So I know sometimes it's hard when you've got an issue, but my challenge to you is you need to go and talk to that person directly. Yeah. And I'm not going to hear about it until you've done that. Like you can be pretty direct with, in these conversations. But I, I'd love to know, Shane, when you read out that list before, being dependability, active listening, being honest, was there anything on there for you that's like your most important thing when it comes to trust? Like, because I, I was listening going, that for me is like tick, tick, tick. If I don't have that, trust mm. is trust is gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, one of the things, and this, this comes from a conversation, I think you had early, early days in the podcast, you had Rowan Dredge on the podcast. He, he talks a lot about trust. And one of the things that I thought was really profound that he said about trust is that when trust is broken, you have to mend trust within the same context 
in which it was broken. Because um, often what will happen is you're in a in team meeting and you cut someone down in a meeting very publicly and you go, oh, that was wrong. And then you go individually to that person to reconcile it and say sorry. So that person feels like the relationship's been resolved, but the team don't get that resolution. And as a result, you've broken trust with the team because they're like, hey, that person doesn't listen to our ideas. They don't care. They shut us down. And so one of the best things that you can do is go back to the context and go, hey, in our last meeting, I said something to Shell and it really undermined her. And I just wanted to say sorry to everyone that I did that. That's not how I want to operate as a leader. And I think that there is such a profound way of rebuilding team trust. The amazing thing about that example is if you think about trust like a jar, I've got this jar on my desk and by the leader undermining that person, it's reduced the water in the jar by half. But by you coming back and saying to the team, hey, I really stuffed that up. You're not just filling it up to where it was before. You're actually putting more trust into that. That What that does to the team is it doesn't just like negate the comment that you made. It builds trust to an even higher degree because when they see the leader come back and apologise and take that humble stance, because that's quite humbling to come yeah. back and even go back, oh, look, it was a week ago now, but it still matters enough for me to bring it up in this jam-packed agenda. I think what the team leave with is even a greater level of trust for that leader. Yeah. I've never seen somebody be humble about stuffing it up and be perceived worse by the people around them. But I have seen people who go back and pretend it didn't happen be perceived as a lot worse. 